Welcome to another episode of Educational Cave. Greg Spanier, Jim Meyer. We have two guests today, Brian Amon and Jake Zahar. Uh, our topic today is uh, Academy Day. And obviously last week we were talking about our perspective of it and how, uh, you know, what this day means to us as, as myself as a teacher, Jim and Brian as retired teachers and presenters. These old guys now, huh? Yeah, yeah. we're old. Yeah. 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 So we talked about that. And some of the, some of the questions and feedback from our audience was um, what it like, what it's like for the people putting in this all together, you know, um, Specifically, yeah. Why don't you take us through this process, Jake, a little bit? And uh, you, you obviously are involved in this heavily, so right, we appreciate right. that effort. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think, we're about nine or ten years in now on Academy Day, um, and basically, we have a district staff development committee. We start planning at the end of August, beginning of September, and it's held on the Martin Luther King holiday each year in January. That's a staff development day for our district and other districts as well. In some cases, so they choose to join us. Uh, if it works in their schedule. But uh, our staff development committee puts together a list of presentation topics, and then we go seek those presenters in those areas. <clears throat> so it might be the seven relicensure areas that MDE requires every teacher to have every year um, or every recite relicensure period. And from there, we go into things like yoga, stress relief, um, healthy mind, body, spirit, those types of sessions as well. And then we even get into some sessions with the police department on um, what we call hidden in plain sight, which would be sessions where um, you might not think something is a vape pen and it actually is those types of things. Um, so our, our school resource officer puts that together in conjunction with uh, other school resource officers from other school districts as well. So we plan um, three different blocks of sessions. Each session has around, or each block, excuse me, has around 10 sessions in it. So we have a minimum of 30 and we don't ever have a max. So if we've had up to 45 sessions offered and teachers can choose which they want to go to, they just register ahead of time through our registration system and then uh, go to those sessions. Once it's done, then we kick out the CEUs. I know uh, <laughs> I was really happy as a teacher when I turned in my last folder of CEUs because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to remember all the things you have to take, you know, and I'm... Um, it would have been good if I'd been a little more organized. I just always threw my CUs in a folder and then like, oh, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope they all work. Here you go, Rachel. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling them last week, I just made sure it was really thick because then it, it looked good. <laughs> it at least. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, oh, can you speak a little bit though? Uh, I don't know if you know them all offhand, but some of the relationships are areas. Yeah, we have uh, mental health, suicide prevention, ELL, cultural competency, um, accommodations, modifications, uh, reading preparation. I know I'm missing one or two in this list, but those are the, the primary ones that MDE requires each licensure period. Uh, and then the sessions that we put together, each presenter puts together a, a summary of their presentation. We hand that off to our head of our relicensure uh, group, which is Brenda Beersbun, our district. She does an amazing job. And then she goes through each presentation and then basically says this session will count for these CEUs or this session counts for these CEUs. And she goes through and labels all those for us. So teachers know exactly what they're signing up for and what will count for which CEUs for them for relicensure. You know, I, I know this is 
uh, been a real positive for our, our staff because it is, it's hard to get to those areas sometimes, you know, and obviously some are, are really broad and, um, but uh, it, it, that's so nice. Do you know like what other districts do, you know, that's kind of been Ricori's thing or how else have teachers got some of those requirements? I think we're kind of ahead of the game, to be honest. Um, most school districts don't offer a ton of CEUs in-house like we do, but we bring a lot of presenters in. We try to keep our people in. So if we're doing trainings or things for CEUs, presentations for CEUs, we make it applicable to what's happening at Ricori. And then that's really the goal is to, you know, use the things we're currently doing to enhance the training and the depth of knowledge in those areas. So, you know, throughout the course of our new teacher workshop, our back to school workshop, our PD days that we have throughout the course of the year, academy day, we have a chance for our staff to earn multiple CEUs throughout the course of the school year. And then we also have recorded sessions too. So we have a link in-house uh, for our teachers. If they need a, a suicide prevention CEU, they can go watch the video of a presentation that was given on academy day. They can write a, a report up on that, submit that for CEU, and then they can get it that way as well. Jake, you got to remember when Jim and I first started, uh, CEUs wasn't even a thing. Right. I mean, we had to renew our licensure, but CEU. So when you started offering Academy Day as an older staff, that was one way, one less thing we had to worry about. Yeah. We'd wait till Academy Day and maybe get credit for this, that, or whatever. Right. Um, do you find it uh, more sessions having more people in them because CEUs are offered? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, with the tiered system, you're either tier one, two, three, or four as a teacher coming out with your licensure. Um, the requirements are all different for when people have to renew. And so um, for a veteran person like myself, and I say that now being 22 years in, um, I'm reno renewing every five years. But I have a certain number of hours that I have to renew at, at that time, whereas some people have a lot less hours, but have to renew every two years or three years. Um, or even every single year just to prove that they're making progress in those areas. But ultimately, this is a, it's an opportunity for our staff to not have to seek out workshops or conferences to find these. Uh, they know what's happening here. We can you know, offer those, those uh, conveniences to them. And then ultimately, it saves our district a lot of money as well by doing that in-house. We're not paying for people to go attend workshops, paying mileage, paying food, because we can bring all that right here on site for our staff. When you're scheduling the uh, classes or the, the different uh, sections, do you try to watch that in the CEUs? Maybe if I got one in mental health, I'm not putting them all in session one? Correct. Yeah, we try to spread them out as much as we can so everybody has the opportunity to have those offerings every session. So if they're maybe going for suicide prevention in the first session, we always try to offer like in um, multiple suicide preventions, one each session if possible. That way they can maybe go from suicide prevention to EL to cultural competency, get all three of them and not have to choose between one or the other and miss out on something. What's uh, what's something that, well, if you could ask staff to give you a little grace on, what's something that's the most challenging <laughs> for you? Or, you know, do you want to tell people to back off a little bit maybe? <laughs> yeah, it's there's actually two things. The first one's registration. We, we uh, for whatever reason, this year was just kind of a struggle getting people registered. And we sent out a couple of emails on deadlines, but, you know, it's day before and people are saying, or the weekend before, you know, like, hey, can I still register? What's full? What's open? Um, so that would be one thing. The other thing is CEU is it takes a long time to um, correlate all the sign-in sheets, making sure that everybody actually did attend the sessions they signed up for. If they didn't, they went to a different one. Now we got to find them and where they went and signed in. And so the CEUs take some time to figure that piece out. And uh, when you have multiple school districts and everybody's operating under different systems, it also takes time. So with Holding Ford, Benton Stearns, us, 
uh, this year. Um, Holding Ford's asking for CEUs like they're getting antsy. And we're like, yeah, we get it, but <laughs> we got to make sure that everything's accounted for appropriately before we just start dishing them out too. Yeah. I know so, we were we were there with uh, the huddle up group and we did not offer CEUs. And we wondered, our, our, our sessions were attended quite well. Mm -hmm. but we're wondering if we would have offered our mental health side of that uh, CEU, if we would have had even possibly more. Well, I think so. I think it, when you look at the seven requirements, people, those are the priority for every single person attending the conference. So, um, you know, when we look at those descriptions and we start talking about student mental health and what Huddle Up does for those students in improving mental health, I think that in the description, you know, next year when we when we submit that, we can look at um, making that mental health a CEU or the class a mental health CEU for our staff to attend. And I think your your uh, numbers will go up dramatically. Sure. It's kind of fun. Uh going to different presenters too. I know even as a teacher, I, re I remember some, some really dynamic presenters and you, you know, like little, even little tips you can pick up on like, oh yeah, I should bring this in my classroom. But I've also been in sessions where I'm sitting way too much and listening. So, you know, that's, I'm sure that's always a challenge too, is finding people that can present on these topics and uh, make it engaging and, you know, and relevant to, you know, the audience. Well, when you have, yeah, I mean, that's always a struggle. And, and so you have some people come in that don't typically present. They have the knowledge, but they're not used to being up in front of people. So then they get nervous. And, yeah. you know, teachers are not an easy group to present to typically. They're usually fidgeting around like students and sure, doing other know. things on their it's, laptops. And so, it's so probably not a big list of people that want to present either. It's it, it gets pretty challenging, you know, yeah, but uh, that's why we pay presenters sure. to come in and, and uh, make sure that, that we have that offering for them to kind of that carrot to, to bring them in. But. I would think it's good for teachers that maybe have that type of classroom where they don't move a whole long, around a whole lot. They start thinking after session two, maybe session three, that maybe I should put a little bit more movement in my <laughs> exactly sitting in class. those desks like the kids have to do. Yeah, yes. I couldn't do that all day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not comfortable as you no. find out in a hurry. You know, that first session is uh, an hour and 15 minutes. And if you sit that full hour and 15 minutes to start your day. That's that's a rough start. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got two more sessions after that. So you're praying for either a comfy chair session or that you can get up and move. Right. Yeah. And you're hoping your people, when you are a presenter, you're hoping people are there for the right reason. Right. They really want to know a little bit about the session. Uh, but you always have that person, two or three, that are sitting <laughs> there and this is the last place they want to be. Yeah, they're just putting yeah. in their time, right? Yeah, right and and yeah. you know, it's you're always going to have that. I don't think that's in any different in any other profession or your student body that you're teaching or anything you just you're always going to have those people but how do you engage them then you know i think that's the the biggest trick as a presenter is how do you engage each person no matter where they're coming to you from and the level they're at i know uh, even um i was uh, talking to a high school science teacher and they had to do a reading you know sometimes the licensure pieces forces them in the sessions and and then the session was it was a good session but they were talking about doing interventions with each kid and like I mean, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm here because I have to get my reading requirement, which is too, you know, which is good. But then it's like, oh, I'm not, I can't inter do interventions with the five classes or six. I don't know what high school has, you know, with all yeah. those kids coming in. So that's always a, I'm sure a tricky part for you guys too, trying to, when you're organizing stuff, like, you know, it's going back to the being relevant for that person and mm -hmm. uh, what level they're teaching. So, but I, I really appreciate uh, you guys putting that together because that, I know when I was teaching, that was really helpful, especially, you know, you always had plenty of CEUs when you're working on getting your master's right. and the college classes. And, and then when you're kind of, when, yeah, yeah, when, you're, when you're kind of, yeah, when you're kind of getting done with that piece and now you're just looking for the, 
you know, some relicensure and meeting those requirements. So it's great that uh, Recori offers that. Yeah, it's been really a nice thing. And, you know, when, when you start talking about uh, opportunities for our staff to, to also step up as leaders, this is a good opportunity for them to do that too. Get them on a platform within their grade levels or their departments. You know, they can start showing some things they're doing. And then uh, that just spawns into creative teaching in other areas of the, of the school as well. But, Jake, for and, the most part, do, are the middle school and high school teachers open to letting you use their rooms? Yeah, that's a really good question because we really don't give them a choice. Right. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've always kind of used the middle school just because uh, it, it was a newer part of the building. Uh, the classrooms are stacked perfectly for that. We got the restrooms over there. And so it's really worked out pretty slick. Uh, the middle school is also forced into using or letting the, the speech um, tournament that they have, which is really big. They use almost every room for that, too. So they, they give up their space very willingly. Um, we haven't had, unless we have like a special ed classroom that's being asked to be used with some confidential stuff. Sure. Other than that, we try to move people around and, and get them in the right spaces. But yeah, people have been very gracious to, to, to us for and forcing them out of the rooms. And hopefully the presenters realize that and they try to put the room back the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I always go back through too and make sure the rooms are, are looking good. Um, after lunch, we have that collaboration time. So I usually during lunch and collaboration, we'll run around and grab sign in sheets and then also put rooms back together, put chairs back and all those things. So. As a high school teacher, is always kind of neat to go into a middle school classroom. Jim and I were just talking about that today. Uh, being a high school teacher most of my career, I come into some of these elementary classrooms, and I'm just amazed at how much is on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get into some of those middle school and high school rooms, and they're pretty... Jill Sellish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty. Uh, like, whoa. A lot of brick and mortar right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should rotate where we have Academy Day. Elman <laughs> Elementary. Elman Elementary. That'd, that'd be an eye opener for a lot of high school teachers. It would be. It'd be They're interesting. So <laughs> and sit in those they, little chairs. Yeah, the yeah. little chairs. That'd be the hardest part. Yeah. Your, your hips might be in a little bit of pain by the end of the day. Well, you'd have to get up and move. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. It's true. It forces them all into it. But, you know, overall, the day has been really good. We haven't had uh, a lot of issues and we have a lot of people that are willing to help and step up and donate things, which is good um, and and help with catering food in. And and um, our staff development committee has been just really awesome over the years in, in uh, their time and their commitment and, and being able to just take the work on and, and get things done. So it's been awesome. Have you guys met and evaluated or did a reflection of this year yet yeah we actually so we had it on the 16th and we had our meeting on the 20th uh four days later and during that four days i just asked you know think about how the day went write down anything that you think needs improvements in those four days or things you hear about um we actually so we meet for about an hour and we actually ran out of time of oh, things that we were yeah. looking to improve upon so the other piece to remember is this is the first year we've been in person now since before covid because COVID year, we didn't have it. And then we went to virtual after that. And now we're back in person. So, um, you know, you're trying to get those kinks back out again and, and making right. sure that in-person is valuable as it can be. So uh, the committee did a great job coming up with some new things. Um, and it was really beneficial. And I'm hoping that uh, next year, as we move forward into Academy Day, that we can even pull in a few more school districts again. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, any changes coming from for next year? Anything that you can say for sure already? Or um, the registration platform might change a little bit just to make it a little easier when we're correlating CEUs. Uh, and then we've talked a little bit about some changes with lunch and how we want to make that more beneficial for people so they're not leaving campus to go into town and flooding restaurants. Lunch is, you know, we give an hour, which isn't a ton of time when you're going out to eat. Right. And so if we can keep people here and give them more options, 
that might be a, a benefit beneficial piece for us. So we're looking at that. Um, so yeah, we, we are going to start looking into some more changes here as we move closer into next year and see what we can put together. Yeah. Well, maybe Jim can put a food truck together too and get that oh, ready for yeah. next year. There we go. You got, what else do you do in the day? Well, how to, yeah, we do a huddle up food truck. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what we'll <laughs> offer, maybe. but you know, are you getting a lot of people saying three sessions in a row is too much? Do you maybe have to have a little time in between? Maybe go visit, walk the halls. I don't know. Yeah. So we do, we do the three sessions with 15 minute breaks in yeah. between each one. So it gets them up, moving, talking with their, their, uh, school people. But, um, there's actually been a request to see if we can fit a fourth session in. So to take oh. collaboration, shrink that collaboration time down and put a fourth session in. It's another opportunity for CEUs. Do you so. think that's because collaboration isn't being used? <clears throat> I think collaboration's hard for, for people to get together and, and um, share what's happening in your classroom. A lot of people feel like I don't have value to add to this conversation, so I'm just not going to share much when in actuality, whatever you can share is going to be beneficial to anybody in that room. So, um, yeah, we've had this year we had questions on, is there an agenda for collaboration? Is there not? This year we chose not to make one because years past we said they don't really need one. So it's kind of that fine balance of how much structure do we give and unstructured do we give and flexibility. I was just saying too, is when, when all my years of teaching, you hardly got to know anybody outside of your own little area. Yeah. So a day like that does give you, give you that opportunity to at least see some people. So I really like it when you go to a session and we start with an introduction because you might be working with somebody in the same building and not even know who they were. Well, right. Yeah. You don't always get to know the new paras or new right. teachers and, and that's something too that we've done is we always invite our paraprofessionals to academy day it's now part of their contract so that's been a huge bonus for us to get in um either pbis training or cpr training depending on which students they're with uh, so that's been a really big piece but you're right without knowing who those new staff are maybe someone hired in october and you never heard about it never knew about it it's a good opportunity to get to know them and even even the holding fort staff they thought it was kind of cool yeah yeah it's been good yeah so Okay, Jake. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, oh, we have to end with our task. We end we end each episode with uh, something that we would like to suggest people do before our next episode. So, what's a uh, what's a task some people could have in this episode? Well, um, I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, if uh, you know, sometimes I think teachers are kind of uh, modest, and I think to help out Jake yeah. and the committee, it would be just think about a session that you could offer. Cause there are a lot of great things going on in, in classrooms. Yeah. And you know, part of the collaboration is sharing that and, and making it better. Um, so I would just say, let's push people to step out of their box and really think about how they, you know, what, what did they really have to offer and, and yeah. just uh, be willing to share it. Yeah. People want to hear things or even maybe suggest a topic, you know, you know, let's, let's, let's start with what you can offer. Yeah. And then hey, maybe just offer a, another suggestion. Cause so it sounds like let's reach out to Jake. Who else is on the actual committee? We have members from every, um, every school in the district in our, in our district. So middle school, high school, um, three elementaries and the DEF, we, we cover everything. So yeah, I mean, what do you want to know? What can you provide for people to know? Those are all beneficial things for us. And we would greatly appreciate any feedback just to keep things moving forward, but reach out to me any, any time and be more than happy to talk with you about that. Because really the Academy day is for the teacher. So yeah, I mean, it is say, you know, share what you got, ask questions, bring up topics. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe our task is, is 
Jake's going to have so many teachers that want to present. He doesn't know what to do with them next year. <laughs> that would be amazing. Would be great. That would I be, love that. Yeah. yeah like to have. Insert them away. So hey. we're, with that fourth session is full and we're trying to figure out, we you're need more rooms. Go. You'll yeah. present next year. <laughs> yeah. You're two years from now. Yeah. Let's, let's do <laughs> it. Wait. Let's get people going. A waiting list would be great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you guys for everything. Have a great one.